This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. They're gone. The hiccups are not the gone. Hiccups, You've been hiccuping still. The hiccups are gone. They're not gone. The parlay is within grasp. All we need are unders for Jaden Ivey's bum ass. I knew you were a bum. <laughs> I knew you were an effing bum at Purdue. I've been standing for you. Yes, I have. And you know what? I'm tired of it. The Detroit Pistons are trash. They're ass. They're buns on a stick. Kelly Oubre, 10 points. Ding, 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 ding. Joel Embiid, 35 points, 10 rebounds, all in the span of three freaking quarters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Jaden Ivey, bum, 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 under 10 and a half points. He's like one for a million. And Bogdanovich, the man that the Detroit Pistons will not trade, even if they get a million first-round picks, gets 15 easily. Ding, 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 plus 700. We're back! Yeah! The Cold Street over! I thought the parlay wasn't done yet. It is done. Wait, what's our, well, we, we're, we're, waiting on, we're waiting so, on the under Jane Knives. So make sure you that. just mushed yourself. No. Why do you do this to yourself? He's not even in the game, you don't Jane Knives. You don't ring the bell until it's over. I'm sorry, I have to you now. You never do that. I have to now. Oh, man. Why do you do this to yourself? Keep in mind, it's not over, oh, but it's over. Oh, God. It ain't over. It's, it's over. over. God, they're going to give Jaden Ivey minutes. You are going to... Re- no, that'd be the Don't last... do this. That's the leg I'd feel the best about, though. Yeah, he yeah. He stinks. He's yeah. not even in the game right now. But, Monty Williams hates Jaden Ivey so much. He loves Alec Burke's bum ass. But that's why you... When it's a 30-point game, that's Alec when you put Burks, Jaden Ivey well, no, in. He's nowhere to be found. He's the starter. <laughs> you know they're what? like, no, stop it. Go up there. Um. So all we need is the under on Jaden Ivey. That's it. Everything else is hit. Oh, nice. Everything nice. else is hit. Right now, I'm projected to go 4-0. Oh, also, shout out. I found out who the team that made me the most money was this year. The Sacramento Kings. Wow. The Kings. It was not an NFL team. And I, guys, I'm an NBA sharp. I never knew it. <laughs> I was better in the NBA this year than any other league. My three teams, Ole Miss in college football. Um, the... Chicago Cubs in Major Wait. League Baseball. It helps that I bet them every Wait night. A minute. So instead of like a Spotify wrap, do you have like a yeah. bets wrap? Yeah, here's my top teams this year. I got okay, the Sacramento awesome. Kings. They you gotta won have me, your stats at the end of the year. They won me 8.8 units. The Chicago Cubs won me 6.9. Where did you get this from? The BetQL app? Yeah, the BetQL app, of course. And then Old Miss won me six units. Guess which team? Guess which team cost me the most units? Who? Phoenix Suns? No, not the Phoenix Suns. The Dallas Mavericks? The Green Mavericks? Bay Packers. Nope. The, the Buffalo Bills. The Boston Celtics. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, obvious. That makes sense. They, so they're one of the worst teams to back. Yeah, yeah. They stink. They stink. They I do. I hate them. They do. But you're still backing the Bills, right? Oh, I love the Bills, There you man. go, and as the, you should. And, and the over, even with the weather elements, with the conditions mm-hmm. coming in, mm-hmm. I think we're going to get some explosive plays in this game. Like, 
The only thing that scares me about the Bills moving forward, because I bet a bunch of Bills futures. Now everybody wants to buy in on the Bills, so that scares me a little bit. Only the Bills. And the pass rush. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, uh, I, I, the Bills are a roller coaster, as we, we've seen, and I'm sure Mike Shope, who has to cover this team every single day, Shoping WGR 550 in Buffalo, I can imagine that any of the feelings that we have, though I also like the over in this game coming up this weekend, too. I can imagine this year for you has been an absolute roller coaster, yet at the same time, I feel pretty good about the Bills, especially in what could be a letdown spot for the Cowboys after that big win over the Eagles. What's the mood in Buffalo right now heading into this game? The mood in Buffalo is always some degree of concern or terrified, somewhere in between concerned and terrified. It's hardly ever euphoria around here when it comes to the Bills. But I feel like the only time, if they ever win a Super Bowl in our lifetimes, it'll be a year like this where everybody gave up. And then the conference wasn't as strong as we thought. And the door sort of creaked open. And, oh, I forgot. We're actually really good, even with a 6-6 six and six <laughs> record. So onward. Uh, this is the only way to do it. You, of course, I said that last year when DeMar Hamlin went down in the field. Like, this is the only way to do it. And they lost in the second round. So. Yeah, I, re- I was at that game. Uh, that was post-wings after sure. I met you and Sal Capaccio. And uh, I believe the punter's family uh, that were also at that wing spot. Which is the an, long, it, snapper. You know, long yeah, snapper. Long sna- yeah, long snapper. Those wings family. look so good, by the way. Those mm-hmm. wings are in- incredible. Bring me for whatever I reason. do feel like the 6-6 six and six record is quite misleading. Because you have that loss against the Jets, which was... Uh, on a a random fluke uh, kick return, you've got the extra man on the field uh, in the Broncos game. So, and and there was another fluky one as well. So, this team I think is much better than a lot of people want to give them credit. Uh, the the matchup is quite interesting this weekend because the one thing that the Bills don't do well is defend the run, and I don't trust Tony Pollard at all. Defending the pass is the forte for the Bills, even with all those injuries. How do you see this game script working out for what the Cowboys want to do offensively to the Bulls, uh, Bills' defense? I don't know. I, I love the game, though. I don't care about the weather either. We don't care about weather around here. <laughs> this is just rain and light wind for us. So I'm not worried about that. I'm excited, curious to see how Dallas holds up based on what they've looked like at home for the last five games, you know, really rolling against some softer teams. No doubt. uh, And Philadelphia and Philadelphia. So, like, the Cowboys' reputation is what it is. Can they go to Buffalo in a game that's not, like, super critical to their season and, like, actually win? I, I, I don't know. I sound like a homer. You know, um, for no, many that's, years. That's what I'm saying, Shope, is I, I think that they're not going to be able to use Tony Pollard. Uh, he's not very good, and it's going to be tough for them to pass the ball in that in that weather. Well, maybe. I mean, Prescott's been great. Lamb's been great. The Bills are not great covering the middle of the field, and I think that could actually really hit for Dallas. So, um, you know, I kind of lean toward a high-scoring game. It's been dangerous to do that this year. Uh, but I could see Dallas getting its points. I, I'm not... I'm with you on Pollard. Like, he's okay. He's getting tons of touches, you know, in fantasy over here. We're just, we've been waiting for years for Tony Pollard to get this chance. And, you know, he's done really okay, but the efficiency isn't great. So um, it's it's going to be so good, though. Can't wait for this one.
Mike, how are you feeling about the offensive side of the ball? Just because, you know, like Ken Dorsey, the stuff looked good last year. I think a lot of that had to do with Josh Allen being awesome on third downs, though. Like the early down stuff wasn't great. And I know the numbers look good since they fired him. And, you know, the first two games, they were averaging 32 points per game. The first two drives last week against Kansas City were electric. And then it kind of looked like the same stuff. And they haven't really had an identity. It was a lot of two tight end stuff. Then Knox got hurt. They finally started using Kincaid. But, like, what's been your biggest takeaway the last couple of weeks without Ken Dorsey? The biggest thing that's different is they have leaned into James Cook. Yeah. They're throwing the ball to him down the field, and he is he is meaning more to the offense than he had been. I'm somebody – got to stay true to my stuff. Like, for me, you're not going to make a coordinator change in November and be markedly different. So I think the sample size point is still the right point here. And I'm a little worried about – what their wide receiver production is going to look like here going forward. They might need a lot in this game. They'll play Miami. They'll have playoff games. Diggs has not gone over 100 since week five. Wow. Which is kind of crazy. That was in Lon- the London game was the last time he went over 100 yards. He had 100 on the nose the next week, and then that's been it. And Davis has had zero, literally zero, three of the last five games. And so I think, you know, Davis is still, to me, you can't say the season will come down to him because it comes down to Allen and different things. But I feel like Davis is still super important to how this ends. Why and, had um, even though it's been very painful to have zeros on your fantasy, you know, squads? <laughs> yeah. um, I, I feel like he's going to have to show up here at some point. Why has Diggs been so quiet for so long this year? Well, I think last week you had Legarius Sneed in Kansas City, mm-hmm. and that's been. They've been a team this year where the number two receivers have done a lot, but the number one guys have been quiet. At least they threw the ball ball to him downfield a little bit more last week, Diggs. Sometimes it's game script like the Jets game, um, but it really has not – it's not known yet exactly what is going on there. And this is the week to find out. I mean, it's Stephon Diggs and it's the Dallas Cowboys. He's never played against Dallas as a Bill. This was his childhood team, I found out today, from Sal. Trista, by the way. Nice. Um, his brother is on the team. And this every game against Dallas is a marquee game, especially in a year like this. So I feel like Sunday will either be Diggs gets there or he's mad. And we all know it. <laughs> and we all know it is the key piece. I want to get your thoughts on uh, quarterback props because we know what Dak's been able to do as a runner. I feel like he's been using his legs a lot more to his benefit this year. I mean, he's a big boy. He likes to use his body just like Josh does. They both want to be able to run guys down instead of sliding. Uh, what do you think they do in terms of, uh, of of rushing yards? Who do you think has a better game on the ground? I would have to say Allen because he can be – that can be a huge game on the ground for him. I don't know what the Prescott ceiling really is rushing-wise, but for Allen it's massive. And what we saw this year was – they decided, you know, Sean McDermott been begging for Allen to slide more for years. Yeah. Finally got his way. Allen, after they beat Washington in week three or four, uh, was talking about how he won money from his teammates for sliding. Like he finally did it. So everything was sort of reined in. And then they went to five and five or six and six. And it's like, all right, well, enough of that. Changed coordinators. And now he's sort of Josh again when it comes to, uh, you know, getting out. And they're more design runs, too. So I'd have to say Allen. I mean, he's second all-time in touchdown rushes for quarterbacks already. He just got here. That's crazy. Uh, so I'd have to say him. But I don't know. 
I don't know what Prescott's numbers are actually in that. Twelve and a half, category. thirteen and a half actually just moved as we were talking. I do want to get your your insight because I don't <laughs> think we talked about this. What was it when James Cook got sent to the doghouse? Was that a coordinator beef situation? Because I feel like James Cook, his we'll call it likability or reputation or whatever, since the firing has been just much better. I think the reason why he's more involved in the offense, again, it's vertical passing even now, is by design. He got benched in the Denver Monday night game because he fumbled on the first play, which was especially embarrassing to Sean McDermott, I think, because they decided to take the ball after winning the toss, which Cincinnati had just done successfully against them. So this is original. We'll, we'll go against the thing we all know to do, and we'll just take the ball here, and they fumbled on the first play. So Cook sat. He dropped a potential touchdown pass in Philadelphia and sat after that as well. But the coordinator said that was just a coincidence that Mm. other guys, including Ty Johnson and Latavius Murray, namely, were going in. So believe who you want. I mean, I think McDermott has shown that he will sit you for fumbles. I mean, Belichick did that forever. Uh, There are still coaches in the league who believe that that's actually effective. And (laughs) I think he may be one of them. Uh, Mike, we only got about like three minutes left, and we got a hard out, so I hate to ask a loaded question, but I wanted to sneak two in here. Last year, I was a little bit worried about the offensive line at times, especially Spencer Brown. He's been much better, and Deion Dawkins the last five weeks has been really good. The offensive line stay healthy. Any concerns there? And then on the defensive side of the ball, like the pass rush, because last year when they lost Von Miller, they really struggled to get pressure, especially in the playoff game against the Bengals. Um, Those are the two things I think, obviously, they're going to need to make a little run here. I think offensively against Dallas, everybody should be worried. Uh, one thing about the Bills this year, injuries on the defensive side have been a big story. Yeah. Their, their offensive line has started every game. The same five guys have started every game. So they could have problems like anybody could against Dallas. But um, they've held up for the most part. Defensively, they'll be without A.J. Epinesa in this game. Miller, for the first time this year, showed a little bit against Kansas City. So maybe you can be hopeful there. No Micah Hyde. None of the long-term guys, of course, are back. Um, if Dallas can handle the rain, you know, right? What's that? 39, 40, 41 degrees. Then I think the Bills will have a tough time getting to Prescott. You feeling a little bit better about Rasul Douglas, you know, coming over? I figured it might take like a little bit of uh, an adjustment, but I like him as a physical corner. Oh, no. Me too. He's been great from the first day, and they've needed him badly. No Trey White. I mean, Hyde again is out in this game. They've had problems back there, so Douglas was a great move. Mike Shope, WGR 550 in Buffalo. Appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks, man. really appreciate it. Loved it. Thanks. Go Bills. If you're wondering why Trista just walked out, what is the thing that I always say? What's my rule? Don't ring the bell until the bet hits. What happened? I said don't talk about Jaden Ivey. Jaden Ivey just went to the free throw line and went over his, his, uh, his points. The parlay's dead. Oh, I figured the way you're talking, there was like a... Couple seconds left. She made the huge. Yeah, there was nine minutes left in the game. I tried to no. I tried to warn you. I said, stop doing this performance. You're not in the clear yet. I'm trying to figure out if Spencer Brown's going to be able to protect Josh Allen the rest of the season. You love to taunt the betting gods, and they will come back at you, and they will smite you with their lightning. And they have smited you, my friend. (laughs) Is that what? And all of that show, all of that. 
Look at me, I'm Tristan. Ring, 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 ring. And it's dead. It's dead because you don't I listen to my advice. more questions and about yes, the Bills. You don't, you don't taunt until that happens. He was not even in the game. Why did they bring him da- back? There was nine minutes left in the game. down 40. <laughs> they scrub. had Sasserin. Put Sasserin Because in. you put the guys you don't like in your rotation in when you're down 30. Oh it was a perfect God. time for Jaden Ivey to get back out he there. He just turned the ball. He's going to finish with 11. The betting, I hate the life. betting gods looked down on you and they said, Trista, you, know, you have taunted us and now you will pay. You will pay. And Brutal. now it's dead. And now it's dead. Now the bet's dead. I warned you. Have you learned a valuable lesson tonight? Probably not. Okay, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Of That's... all people, Jaden Ivey. Oh, man. That is that's about as bad as it gets. It's bet MGM tonight. Go have a cigarette. <laughs> it's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more Bet MGM tonight. Presented by Bet MGM. Live from BetQL.